Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, let's do it. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 98.7 ESPN. It's the ESPN New York Superbox Bonanza 5. We're giving away over $10,000 in caches and prizes. Caches. In cash and prizes, all qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance at one of 10 Superbox prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening every morning to DPH on Rothenberg and afternoons to Barton Hahn, followed by the Michael K. Show. This year's big game payouts are $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of $2,000. All brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey and the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. And Security Dodge, come get some. For full contest details, go to SuperboxBonanza.com. Uh, we should also mention to you that ESPN New York presents an evening with Garrett Wilson. This is an intimate evening, an event in the Big Apple with the Jets star wide receiver for your chance to score passes to this exclusive event, including food and beverage. Go to ESPNNewYork.com or find the contest page on the ESPN New York app and submit your entry. Here's an evening with Garrett Rosen brought to you by Corona and Sansone Auto Mall. 800-919-3776. Let's talk to Bobby and Belmore. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, hi. How are you? Um, I think that the Chiefs are going to win because uh, they got a break last week when it's down. Miami Dolphins defense was decimated. The Buffalo defense is even more decimated. Five yeah. stars are out. Three of their subs are out. And all their linebackers are missing. So I think Mahomes is going to end up inside the middle of the field. So if Allen, I know the Chiefs have a good defense. So if Allen doesn't score like close to 30 points, I, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think the Bills are going to win this game. Uh, it's 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 a challenge, of course, Bobby, because of the injuries. But I I don't think that's enough of of an excuse, man. You're you're in the divisional round. You're the two seed. You're at home. Yeah. You have a, a superhuman at quarterback. You got Diggs. You got you know Gabe Davis is out, but you got Shakir, James Cook, Kincaid. Like you still got some weapons on offense. I get defensively, you're compromised, but it's not like the Chiefs have a, a this high powered offensive attack. I, 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 you're still favored. Vegas has you favored to win this game. So no excuses, man. Go out there and, and get the W. <laughs> well, I mean, I tell you, man, the, the Chiefs has has. It's hard to count the Chiefs out because they've been in this position so many, so much more than any other team has left. You know, they've been here. You know, so you know, you know, we want to talk about you know the stuff with Patrick Mahomes. You know. You know, the turnovers and, you know, the team not being as good. It is still hard to count them out because they have been in this position so much more than any other team left. Yeah, absolutely. Here's Josh Allen on facing the Chiefs yet again. Played them every year for the last, I think, four or five years. So I think it's two teams that are very familiar with each other. So the wrinkles that they put in, that we put in, that we adjust to, those are going to be key to, to winning this game. So, again, just trying to come in here and be as prepared as possible for game day. It's funny. This... <laughs> This clip is 13 seconds long. Why is that significant? Because the best chance Josh Allen had to knock the Chiefs out of the playoffs was back in 2020 in that second round game where they had the lead up three toward the end of regulation and Mahomes in 13 seconds drove the Chiefs down to kick the field goal. Send it to overtime where they won the game, which was just obviously one of the best games we've ever seen. And, you know, the start of what became this quote-unquote rivalry between these two teams, these two quarterbacks, for the first time ever being played in the playoffs, 
in Buffalo. So Mahomes asked, are you nervous about a road playoff game? What a ridiculous question, but let's hear it. Kind of just is what it is. Obviously, I've been lucky enough to play a lot of games at home at Arrowhead Stadium. Kind of just everything's fell that way. But now we get the great opportunity to go on the road and play in a hostile environment. One that I haven't been able to play with fans in the stands. I and mean, even though I know it's going to be hostile and it's going to there, there going to be people talking trash and everything like that, I'm excited for it because it's one of the best environments in football. And you want to do that when you grow up watching these games is playing the best environments and see what it's like. I mean, hmm. you think he's going to say, yeah, I'm nervous to play my first road playoff game? I mean, I honestly don't think he is. I mean, the Buffalo Bills has been one of the most inconsistent teams in the National Football League. So, I mean, I don't think he is nervous. I mean, whether he you know, like said it or not, I don't think that's that, that he is. I mean, I don't think it's nothing that he has to be. I think this is drawn out perfectly for the Kansas City Chiefs to, to, to go into the AFC Championship game, if you ask me. I don't think the Buffalo Bills will be able to play with him. I don't think they'll be able to stop him. You don't think the you said you don't think the Bills are going to be able to stop them. No, I don't think the Bills will be able to stop the Chiefs. So you got the Chiefs winning this game today. Absolutely. No, 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 uh, no questions, no questions asked. Just none. They're going to go out there and win. All right. They're going to go fair. out there and win. Yeah, I, 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 I'm struggling with this one because everything and everything is telling me to pick the Bills just because of all the advantages they have. I think they're often they're like they're, what advantages? I think I, I, their their ceiling offensively is higher than the Chiefs. Like mm-hmm. I, I think we have enough of a sample size where this Chiefs offense it's not that they're struggling. This is just who they are, and they're led by their defense. That's number two in scoring. But the Bills also have a a, a top flight defense. They're number four in scoring. Problem is they got a lot of injuries. So I'm I'm struggling with, you know. How how much of my prediction involves history versus what it is that we're seeing right now? Because the Bills have been the better team the last couple months. Their offense has been better. Their defense is right there with the Chiefs. So, I mean, if if I'm going to pick Kansas City, it's really based on history. That I've never seen Josh Allen beat Mahomes head-to-head in the playoffs. That I'm never counting out the Chiefs because I've done that before and they've burned me. So I just can't pick against them. That's, that's where the, the, the struggle comes for me. So you just gonna chill and watch the game and see what happens? No, I'm gonna pick. I, we got we'll make our picks later in the show, but I'm toying with it, and, and you know I want to throw some money on this game. I'm gonna head to my FanDuel app and you know get in on the action. Hmm. I try I try to do the FanDuel thing before you know, and it, it don't even have my state for some reason. Oh, it's not legal to... down there in uh, in that. Yeah, land. I, don't, I, don't I should get say it. ESPN bet. I mean, I'm 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 used to betting on ESPN bet. I've put FanDuel mm-hmm. down, and I'm an ESPN bet guy. Yeah, nah, man. This is my first time. Really, like this is my second year doing fantasy football. I've done it la- last year for the first time. Uh, I typically don't like to place any kind of bets and stuff like that. You know, I see people winning crazy money doing this stuff and 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 like betting how many points uh, uh, a basketball player can get over or under. <laughs> Just simple stuff like that. They put a little bit on and they banking two, three hundred bucks every time. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I saw. I forget what the there's there's there is um an NBA game. I want to try to pull it up, but someone bet on the method of like the first basket being scored and how the basket was scored, and it was right. they, they they put down eight dollars on this, and it was some random guy who scored, and they cashed out six grand from it's eight dollars. Crazy, I'm like, yo, man. why can't that be me, man? It's right. it's See, pure luck. Right. <laughs> it's pure luck, though. It's not. That's not rooted in research. That's not. 
you actually put in the work in, that's that's you being super lucky and, and getting rewarded for it. Because no one would have expected that. And Man, I'm, you know, <clears throat> I think when you're making all kinds of different predictions anyway on things and betting on it, it's just, it's just lucky. Like people winning the lottery. I think the lottery is rigged. I do believe that because people got to pick the same number in the in the same order, right? This is five numbers in the order, same order, and, and that seems impossible to do. It seems like it's something impossible to do. I think the lottery get people, they get them to agree, okay, we're going to give you this much and we're going to take this much, right? That's what I <laughs> so think So you're going they do. full conspiracy okay. on this. I do, man. It's just hard to believe that somebody would get each number in the row like that. I just, it's just it's always in some random town like th- is unoccupied, not mm-hmm. heavily populated. Right. So I, I, I do. I believe it's rigged. So here's the here's the bet I was talking about. It's Dylan Brooks of the Rockets uh, scoring a layup on his first basket, and then Derek Lively scoring a layup on his first basket. That parlayed at plus, um, what is it? Plus, I'm trying to read this. Plus one hundred and eighty four thousand eight hundred four dollars wow. won him. $7,300, which is just crazy. Like, how do you put those two things together? I have no idea. Where do, where do you go with that? Um, so we got that game today, Chiefs and the Bills. But the first game, we don't want to shortchange the Lions and the Buccaneers. Uh, so, so here is, to me, the conflict with this game. I think the Lions are going to win. They're, what, six-point favorites. What they're going to have to overcome is the... Ability to come off of a, an emotional win like they did last week at home, first playoff win in 30 years, where their crowd is all into it. We, we see the coaches emotional. Jared Goff gets a victory over the team that not only drafted him, but traded him away after he helped get them to a Super Bowl. So there were so many emotions baked into that victory. They now have to come off of a high like that as the favorites at home expected to win. To, to go out there and beat a Bucks team that, you know, made easy work of the Eagles last week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to be something easy. I know that for sure because it's the playoffs and anything can happen, like I keep saying. But I think, I think you know, with, with Dan Campbell and, and some of the things he's been able to do this season with the Lions, you know, offensively and defensively, you know, the way they've played, I don't see the Bucks being able to go into Detroit and, and, and get a win. You know, I think they're playing I think they're playing for, for their coach. I think the Lions are playing for so much more. See Tampa Bay just you know recently was in a Super Bowl with Tom Terrific. I think the Lions are playing with so much more they you know, they're playing with so much more uh they're playing for so much more. You know, they're playing for history. They're playing for history. They hadn't won the division since 1993. If you can look in the stands when that particular thing happened, these guys, you know, they had people in their stands crying. I mean, you had young guys in their 20s and 30s that had never seen their yeah. team win anything. So I think they're playing for far more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think that, you know, essentially will get them through. Here's Dan Campbell says they, they cannot get ahead of themselves. I want us thinking it's the next one. We got three left, and we got to go get this one right now. Let's do everything we can to put a good game plan together. These guys where they can digest, be ready to go, good practice, and let's go get this one. Man, then we got to gear up for the next one. So I think it's very much business as usual. You know, I think it's too early to start getting there. I think that's where you got to be careful. You get complacent. I think that's great for everybody to feel good and love where we're at. And But for us, we can't. We got to just stay stay on the tracks here I and mean, you think about your you're a fan of the Detroit Lions and all those years those decades 
of not having a playoff team to watch. And now you are a home game, home win away from being in the NFC Championship for the first time since 1991. Got to go back 33 years. So, you know, it's a a huge opportunity. And, you know, not to be dismissive of the Bucs, but they won a bad division. It's not like this is some powerhouse. Right. You got really fortunate because, like, the Eagles, even if— even with the Eagles struggling the way that they did at the end of the season, one thing that you can still gravitate toward was championship pedigree, guys who have been there and done that. So if the Eagles win last week, as much as they've struggled, you still feel like they got a chance because, you know, they, they've been in this spot you haven't. The Bucks are not that team. So all the pressure today is on the Lions, man. And I think with a loss, it kind of spoils what otherwise has been a pretty good season for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, we talking about a Tampa Bay Buccaneers who come from the NFC South, who you didn't know who was going to win the division until they played the game last week. You didn't know if the Bucks was going to show up or the Saints was going to show up last week to play. So that's how long it took to figure out who was winning that division. That was that division was probably what it was the worst division in football. <laughs> yeah. And yes, you beat the Eagles. Yeah, I get it. I, I appreciate you for beating the Eagles. There's no question about it. But I, I, I think they, I, I think they fun stops, you know, stops this uh, weekend, and I think the, the Lions walk over them, uh, and, and you know Baker Mayfield, you know, even though the division was weak, I, you know, I think that's somebody that we can look at for comeback player of the year, and I think he's done phenomenal this season with, you know, with that team. You know, he he gave them some life, and he's he's down to reality. You know where you know whereas when he came into the league, he was everything you know under the sun. You know, he was full of himself. Now yeah. he's come back down to he's reality. He's been humbled. He's been humbled, and I think he's done a tremendous job this year leading the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, to you know you know to the playoffs. But I, I think it's over for him. And he's talked about how you know he faced some you know adversity in prior stops obviously in Cleveland where they tried to tone him down and now he's back to playing free and easy and having some fun so it should be a fun one today but I think all the pressures on the Detroit Lions they should win this game and then tonight I I think all the pressures on Josh Allen Mahomes loses his legacy doesn't take a hit at all Allen loses and now we have to have a serious conversation about whether or not the media has spent the last five years overrating this guy who best he's accomplished has got to an AFC championship game because we ripped Lamar Lamar been winning MVPs Burrow's been to a Super Bowl Mahomes has won so this guy needs to he needs to strike he he needs to get the job done and it starts tonight then that sets sets up for just a sexy conference championship Sunday next week. Lamar hosting the winner of Bills Chiefs, and then we expect the Lions to, to get the victory today. Then you've got Detroit in San Francisco. So it should be should be a blast. 800-919-3776. We take a break. We come back to your phone calls. In or out, we'll play at 130, We'll get to our picks. Still a whole lot to do as we march toward 2 o'clock right here on 987 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty Butler, Brandon Jacobs, 98.7 ESPN. Let's do it. 800-919-3776. Sal is in Dutchess. What's up, Sal? Hey, what's going on, Ty? Long time, no talk. Yeah, man. How you been? Uh, what's up? All right. I just want to see if I can help you out just a little bit. I'm a Jet fan, but as long as Kansas City's in there, you know, I I also even think uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Kadarius Tony. He might have a big day besides the I running think, backs. I don't and think Kadarius Tony's playing today. 
Oh, he's not? Oh, no. he didn't play last week. I didn't hear his name last week, yeah, so no. I don't know if he's hurt or not. He's out. No, he's out. He's out. Okay, that I didn't know. But anyway, if you, you know, between the two teams, say they're even, the only thing I'm, I could give you advice on is take that frozen mustache. Oh, okay. Take Andy Reid. He's, he's due to have some tricks up his sleeve and, you know, win it that way. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, Andy's always going to be ready, especially in those uh, red zone situations. The Chiefs struggle on, on third and short. Like, you know, you would expect a team led by one of the best quarterbacks in football with a running back like Pacheco for them to be successful in those areas. But they they struggle on those uh, short yardage situations on third down. So be prepared to see some, some spiciness, some shenanigans, him dialing up the trick play. So I, I could definitely see that happening. I can see it. Well, well, Andy Reid, man, he's been a great, a great offensive mind, you know, for the for the for the most of his career. You know, he he, he came up under a great coaching tree. Uh, he's always been successful, even when even back when I was playing with the Giants and we had to face them with the Eagles, like all of those years. The guy was a, a, a monster with you know with you know with scheming like that, like like that's what he did, and and, and I. I I take my hat off to him. He did a phenomenal job with pretty much because those Eagles teams that we played back then were good, but they weren't those you know the teams that were making noise in the playoffs and doing you know and 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 uh, stuff like that. But that guy Andy Reid has has done a phenomenal job uh, in the NFL with the you know with getting the right talent and, and getting guys in a position that fits their you know that fits their skill you know that fits their forte. He's done a great job of that. And he's, I mean, he's climbing in rankings as one of Absolutely. the best coaches we've ever seen, man. When you look at you know, the success he's had in different places and with the quarterbacks prior to Mahomes, like those Chiefs teams with Alex Smith, I get that in the playoffs they always wet the bed, but they were consistently, you know, an outstanding regular season team. And, of course, you know, having Donovan McNabb, who, yeah, was, 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 was McNabb, but never viewed upon as one of the best quarterbacks in football. So, you know, so Andy Reid definitely deserves a lot of credit for the accomplishments, and we'll see how long he can continue this. Because as long as that guy he has under center is healthy, they're going to be a contender every single season. Let's hit Tommy in Connecticut. What's up, Tommy? Good afternoon, Ty. Good afternoon, Brandon. Uh, re- real quick, two seven. I was just thinking about this. Who scared defensive backs more, you or Mike Allstott? Well, I mean, I, I can't say who because it's a different day and you know different eras. But uh, Mike Allstott was a was a straight ahead guy. He wanted to run through you. You know, I try to set you up all the time. If, and quite honestly, if I had a decision to make to run somebody over, if I had two options, I was going to use both of them. I was going to make somebody think that I was going to run them over, get them to stop their feet, and go around them. You know, I, I didn't necessarily want to run everybody over. Sometimes that's just how it ended up. Mike Allstott wanted to do that every chance he got. So I mean, oh yeah, he he, he 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 definitely looked for contact. Love it. Oh, I, yeah. I loved watching him play, man. Uh, but real quick, just a quick opinion on the Giants. So I'm going to set this up. Uh, so I I want the Giants to stay with Daniel Jones. So mm-hmm. if if we do this exercise under that precipice. Looking at their draft, what do they go for with one first round and two second round picks? You, you go, you go wide receiver. You go, you know, interior offensive line. 
you know, or you, you try and be maneuverable. You go, and then the other thing, and 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 BJ, I'm sure you'll you'll agree with me. The Giants are always good when they have good tight ends. Does this that that kid Brock Bowers from Georgia uh, factor in at some point? Yeah, I don't think they'll take him in the first round. I do think they'll go wide receiver in the first round. I think they'll go interior offensive lineman with the first pick of the second round, and then I think they'll start looking quarterback-ish. So I, around yeah, I mean, I'm just curious, fun. Tommy, real quick. Why are you still married to Daniel Jones? Because well, that's what we got. So, here's the thing, Ty, and I, I think you, you know you spend enough time on, on New York radio, you'll you'll understand this. I don't think he's injury prone. He has been injured. Oh my God! So it's a semantics game, and regardless, whether well, it's I mean, injury prone or been injured, he's not on the field enough, especially at the amount of money you're paying him in a conference that's you know tough to win with average quarterback play, let alone a guy who can't stay healthy. Yeah, but yeah, but Ty, Ty, come on, at least talk with me here, real quick. Okay. Who is injury prone in New York? Giancarlo Stanton is injury prone. Getting out of the batter's box, he pulls. Okay, Tommy, we can we can whatever. Like, if you want to say it's not injury prone or just prone to injury, the fact of the matter is he's been he's spent one season healthy. So whatever you define it as, whatever you phrase it as, doesn't change the circumstances. You need him to be on the field, and more often than not, he's not on the field. Uh, has a lot to do with the five guys that are in front of him. Okay, so we can—I mean, we could—we we can—we can do this dance. It's year six now, Tommy. Like at some point, you arrive at the answer. We can—we can keep holding it off, or maybe it's the offensive line, or he's not injury prone. He's just been hurt. Like we can keep doing that, but you're going to keep having losing seasons, and it might cost your your head coach his, his job. So I think it's in his best interest to move on, reset, get the quarterback he wants, because I appreciate the call time we've seen in the past. He's had success. One thing we know about Dable is that he can help develop a quarterback. We saw it in Buffalo. We saw it here with Daniel Jones, with Tommy DeVito, Tyrod Taylor even. Not that he developed him, but he played his best ball this season under under Brian Dable. So that's just, you know, we can keep doing that. But at some point it gets old. I mean, people look like like again. He pointed the finger at who? When you know when you know when you start talking about Daniel Jones, he pointed the finger at the five guys in front of him, right? As I said at the beginning of the show, we can't continue to keep pointing the finger at the offensive line. I mean, the Giants are gonna have fifty-three man roster with fifty-three uh, <laughs> tackles and guards. You know, like we can't keep doing that. We we cannot keep doing that. We need to find where the problem lies with this New York Giants football team and get the issue fixed. Yeah, we got to do that. And we also got to play in or out next. This is where our producers step up and they become the superstars of the show. So 800-919-3776, still taking your phone calls. We'll play in or out. Picks against the spread, half hour left in the program. Got two big games today. We're excited to continue talking about it. Right here on 9870 ESPN. Now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacobs show on 98.7 ESPN. It's time to decide. Are you in... Or are you out? Oh, uh, let's do it. And are out. Producers come in. They'll submit some statements to us. And then Brandon Jacobs and yours truly will say whether or not we're in or out on said take. Let's do it, guys. What's up? All right. Let's start out in the AFC. In or out. The Ravens will dominate the winner of Chiefs Bills next weekend in Baltimore to advance to the Super Bowl. 
the Ravens will dominate? Dominate. Dominate. Uh, I'm out on that. It's the AFC Championship game. And while I'm high on Baltimore, because I think that in in the performance they showed me yesterday, I somehow was more impressed as opposed to whether, you know, if they had blown Houston out from the get-go. I love the fact that it was 10-10 in the first half. There was some clear struggles. Lamar was not happy. He mentioned how he's in the locker room cursing his teammates out. And then he they played the perfect second half. Outscored Houston 24 to nothing. So I'm high on them. He's the MVP. The, the defense is elite. I just don't uh, think that they're blowing out the Bills or the Chiefs. Whoever they play, I think it'll be a closely contested game. Especially if, it, if, it's, the, if it's the Chiefs. Because Mahomes doesn't get blown out, especially in the playoffs. So I'm out on them dominating whoever wins this game today. Yeah, I'm out on that as well, just simply because it's the NFL playoffs and anything can happen. And I will never, ever go, you know, look at a playoff game and say someone's going to dominate. You know, it's, it's, it's the best playing the best, you know, and, and the best may not be have been the best during the season. You know, I, I, I don't think you know, it's going to be a conference championship game. I do not think that they will dominate and it's just – one game before the Super Bowl is is, is I, I don't I don't see it happening. You know, guys are going to be you know you know all up and ready to go. So uh, Patrick Mahomes and the and the Chiefs is going to do the best thing the best they can do because I think they're going to beat the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't even think that's going to be a conversation. But I'm definitely out on the Ravens dominating the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. All right, next Harvey Wynn is a giant sweatshirt. What do you got, bro? I'm a fan. What else do you want from me? C.J. Stroud had one of the best rookie QB seasons ever. And Jordan Love dominate the second half of the season. Both have won playoff games to take into next season. Are we in or out on both CJ Stroud and J- Jordan Love being MVP candidates next season? Mm. I am in on CJ Stroud and I'm out on Jordan Love. I, I, I don't think that Jordan Love have enough, will have enough around them to be able to overcome. Uh, a whole lot of obstacles that he has in front of him, first of all, and still making, you know, some of the decisions that he make as a quarterback still is beyond me, but uh, he do it. But I think, I think, I think CJ Stroud, Stroud would definitely be a quarterback that, that would be in the MVP conversation. One, he's a young guy and his team is young. The head coach is the first year head coach uh, with a, uh, you know, Stroud being a rookie quarterback and the, and the majority of the pieces around him is very young. So I see I'm in on C.J. Stroud and out on love. So I'm watching these two guys, C.J. and Jordan Love, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm the miserable Jet fan who's been looking for a quarterback my entire life. Meanwhile, the Texans, because they were so bad, stumbled into one last year. And they, they got lucky because reports are if they had gotten the number one pick, they would have taken Bryce Young. But they get C.J. Stroud. And the, 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 the Packers continue this dominance of, you know, excellent quarterback play where they go from Favre to Rodgers to, you know, Jordan Love right now looks like he's going to be a legit quarterback. Uh, but to answer your question, I'm out on it for the reasons you mentioned. I don't think Jordan Love at this point is an MVP candidate. It's early. He played well post-week 11. Uh, had some growing pains early in the season. And then we saw yesterday he experienced some growing pains in that game. I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's an MVP candidate. C.J. Stroud, I'm in on that because he was an MVP candidate this season uh, for the first part of the year before he got hurt and, you know, the Texans lost a couple games. So I'm in on C.J. Stroud being one next season uh, MVP uh, possibility, but I'm out on it from Jordan Love. Next. 
All right, well, I asked about the AFC Championship game, so now I'll ask about the NFC Championship game. Are we in or out? The 49ers will find a way to fumble next week's NFC Championship game and lose to either the Lions or Bucks, whoever you got winning today. I'm out on that. I think Niners, uh, that was a gut check moment for them yesterday. And I understand, you know, if you're a fan, you're, you're riddled with anxiety because you're so used to watching this team win convincingly. You didn't expect that, especially against the Packers. But I do think that to some degree, winning that type of a game in the final minute with Purdy, who was a huge question mark, being able to you know, rise to the occasion, I, I think that does something for the morale of that locker room. And now the whole team has to be feeling good. Now, I am concerned about Debo Samuel. We'll see if he has a significant injury. But I think the Niners do get to the Super Bowl. And I'm predicting it'll be Ravens-Niners. It'll be chalk. We'll get the two number one seeds. Right, yeah, I'm 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 out on that as well. Uh, you know, again, the 49ers played a game uh, last night, playing for behind. You know, basically the entire game, uh, fighting. You know, fighting late, late, late in the fourth quarter to take the lead. They'd never really been in that position, and they and they gritted it out to show that they can, you know, that that they can come back from behind late in the game and be able to win it. So I mean, I think you know, just I think this game was is the one that got them going. And I don't see Detroit or uh, Tampa Bay being able to beat them, especially at home. Next. All right. If you guys listened closely to the Niners-Packers game last night, Tom Rinaldi spoke with uh, Matt LaFleur instead of his kicker. I just go out there and pray. (laughs) And, of course, Carlson misses the, the field goal from 41 yards out. So this got me thinking, are we in or out on NFL teams taking the kicking position more seriously Going forward, whether that's drafting kickers in earlier rounds or throwing more, more money at them in free agency. Hmm. I am in on that because so many kickers this year has been the reason between their, you know, you know, their team winning and losing. And I know coaches are taking these, you know, these blames, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in on that because with them moving the extra point back. We've seen a lot of those be missed this year and in, 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 in kickers are normally team high scores. Uh, so I, I'm definitely in on them, you know, putting more emphasis on the kickers uh, going forward. I'm out on that. I, and I get it's a problem uh, across the sport. Carlson's actually missed 13 kicks this year, which leads the NFL. And, I mean, last night was the worst moment for it to happen because it changed the momentum. And you go from being up a touchdown to now – being a touchdown away from losing the game and, and it's just it was a mess so like I understand it's a huge issue I just don't know that with all these other positions quarterback skill position players offensive line edge rusher like you when you power rank how important that position is maybe we should power rank it higher but I just think as pres- presently constructed you can't expend like a, th- a second rounder on a kicker you can't do that you can't expend a first round pick on a it just can't happen I meant I, I meant more pay them a little bit more. I'm yeah, not meaning a draft yeah, pick. Yeah, I mean, pay, them pay, a little. pay them a little bit more. You know, give them their flowers. Draft pick, absolutely not. I would not draft a, a kicker in, in early like Cause that Because you see all. the benefit of having a great one and what it does for your team, right? Like the Ravens with Justin Tucker. Uh, Harrison Bucker with, with, uh, with the Chiefs. Like we see um, we, the Eagles have an outstanding kicker. We see like what this does for your, for your team, and like it causes you to game plan differently 
because field goal range field is unlimited for the you know for the for the teams with the best kickers and Jake Elliott's the guy you know with the Eagles so um, yeah it's just gonna be one of those things that keeps games interesting for better or for worse next all right so you're gonna have to use your imagination for this one think of where you expect Bill Belichick to land in or out wherever he decides to land. He will not guide his team to the playoffs next season. Oh, I'm out on this. I, so I think he's going to land with the Falcons. And it looks like the Falcons this week are going to also interview Bobby Slowick. That's the offensive coordinator of the Texans. Uh, they're going to interview Jim Harbaugh and Vrabel. I think Belichick is going to find a nice landing spot with the Falcons. And in that division, uh, it's going to be, I don't want to say easy, but the path of least resistance as far as getting to the playoffs Maybe they trade for Justin Fields. They got um, a, you know, a bunch of weapons on offense. So I'm out on that because I do think Belichick's going to make the playoffs next year. Wherever he lands, I think it's going to be Atlanta. If, if he lands in Atlanta, I am definitely in on him not making the playoffs. I live down here. <laughs> I live down here. So and you're I out on him making the playoffs. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out on him making the playoffs because I, I – the, the Falcons don't have a whole lot to work with. They don't have a whole lot of – they got a good running back. You know, the quarterback, they don't know what they want to do with. You know, they don't have a they, they don't have a bunch of great pieces. And we've seen – I don't think they're much better than what the Patriots were or, you know, like the last few years. So, yeah, I, I don't think Bill Belichick will be leading his team to the playoffs if it's the Falcons. Next. All right, my last one here. If you're in the Buffalo Bills Stadium, High Mark Stadium, whatever they call it, you – might have found yourself a job for 20 bucks an hour shoveling snow. We're all manly men here. In or out, if MetLife Stadium was snowed out the way Highmark Stadium was, would you be in or out on shoveling snow yeah. for your favorite team for I'm 20 out. bucks an hour? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. out. Yeah, I'm, I'm all out. the way wow. out. And I'm all like, listen, out. do what you got to do to get your money. <laughs> do what you got to do to get your money. I, I'm not going. I don't even like shoveling my own property let alone traveling an hour and a half to a football stadium to help, you know, millionaires. <laughs> get, now, why do you live so far, man? From That's the, the question. From MetLife? Yeah, why? Me? I, I'm in Queens. So it's not an hour and a half. I'm, now, I'm, I'm, I'm saying with traffic, but obviously there wouldn't be any traffic well, you got at that it. time. So you you got to put it in. You got to put in the traffic. You got to... Just living there, you just have to. Yeah. But you know, pe- but you know, but the people in the city of Green Bay, man, they they do that all the time for free. They go in there and they shovel that thing out, man. The parking lot, they get everything going. Like they they, they love their Packers. I don't know if I love a team that much. Yeah. Though. Nah, I'm good, and I'm I'm definitely not doing it for free. Twenty dollars an hour. I mean, we could get that thing up to like a hundred, a buck twenty an hour, and then maybe we talking about something. But nah, I'm good. I'm all the way out on that. Great nah, job. I'm good. I'm but- good if they go up to a buck twenty. I ain't going out there. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. The cold, man. I don't like the yeah, cold. Yeah. I don't like the snow. Yeah. One of the worst feelings is that when your socks get wet. Like that's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. The socks getting wet. That's just a whole different ball game. If you go, if you go a buck twenty, I want to be the only person out there shoveling. A buck twenty an hour, I want to be the only person oh, shoveling the stadium. So you could take all day you to do take it. Take all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna milk absolutely. that thing too. I'm gonna be like, yo, <laughs> this this project sounds. It's gonna take me about three weeks to get it done. To be honest. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we might we gonna be out there for a long time. Sebastian Manikowsko uh, is coming to Madison Square Garden on Friday, September twentieth, and Saturday, September twenty first. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on an ESPN New York app. Just scroll down the contest and submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. We wrap the show with your phone calls and predictions for the games today right here on 987 ESPN now back to the Ty Butler and Brandon Jacob show on 98.7 ESPN all right the time has come we I, you've hinted at what you're going with today but we'll yep. ask you formally Lions with a chance to get to the championship game for the first time in 33 years, hosting the Buccaneers, who might just be happy to be here. Let's be honest. The, sp- the-, the spread is six points. So what do you got in this game? I got to go with the Lions here, man. There's just too much riding on it. It's too important to them. You know, I think they'll come this far. I don't think that they want to be satisfied with where they are. I'm going to go with the Lions on this one, and I'm going to go score. I'm going to go 30 33-17. says BJ. All right, Tom, what do you got in this game today? Lions, Bucks. Let's see. Lions, 27, Buccaneers, 20. 27-20. Harvey? Lions, 30, Bucks, 17. 30-17. Your boy Ty Butler is going to go with the Lions to win this game. I think we will get a final score of 27-17. to Detroit, stand up. Michigan, strong. Let's what a month go. it's been for y'all. Y'all going to the AFC Championship game in a date with in. the San Francisco 49ers. In San Francisco. That'll be, that'll be a good time. All right, tonight, this should be fun. Uh, BJ, I know you're picking the Chiefs. Give me a final score. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say with the offensive struggles that the Chiefs have been having, uh, you know, lately, I'm going to go with a low score. I'm going to go with a low score of 24 to 10. 24 to 10. BJ goes with the Chiefs. All right. Uh, Tom, what do you got for me, buddy? I'm all for the Brady Pete Manning comparisons. Bills 31, Ooh. Chiefs 27. 31 27, says, uh, says Tom with the Bills. All right, Harvey. All right. Nobody's, nobody's done this, and we haven't had a game like this yet, so I'm going to just do it. Bills 27, Chiefs 21 in overtime. Wow. <laughs> you got to be that guy. Bills 27, Chiefs uh, 21 in overtime. And you know what? Against my better judgment, I got to do it. I got to bet against Patrick Mahomes. If not now, then when? Buffalo, y'all better win this game because the smoke I'm going to have for you is going to be crazy. So I'm going to take the Bills. I think they'll win this game 24-17. to 17. It'll be a fun game, defensive battle. Josh Allen's going to turn the ball over one time, but uh, that's just what he does. The Chiefs just won't be able to score enough against a, a, a Buffalo defense that's got some injuries. So I'm going to go Buffalo Bills, get into the championship game. We'll have Bills and the Ravens, the one and the two seed, next week uh, in Baltimore. So I'm going to go 24-17. 800 real quick. Let's take our last phone call. Let's go to Omar in Highland Park. What's up, Omar? What's up, Ty? What up? What's up? I'm kind of mad that you just picked the Bills because I wanted to air you out about Josh Allen. Why is that? Um. Okay, so when do we separate team success from quarterback ability? 
because you, you, you said that Josh Allen shouldn't be considered the MVP when the Bills were 6-6, six and six, mm-hmm. yet lesser quarterbacks like Tua and Dak, who are nowhere near Josh Allen, it's okay for them to be considered uh, this, MVPs? This year, well, good? first of all, this year Dak was not a lesser quarterback uh, than Josh Allen. They had the number one, they had the number one offense in all of football. Tua led the league in passing yards, and team success matters because we've seen the last ten years the MVP is either the number one or the number two seed. So yes, that that all gets factored in. And when, when the Bills were six and six, they were the thirteenth seed. Tua and Dak are not on Josh La- Allen's level on any terms on paper. It's a ridiculous. Or on, it's a ridiculous yeah. statement. Yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous statement. Uh, Dak I, listen, Prescott I'm, led the I'm league the touchdowns one, this year. And I've been against uh, Dak Prescott, but teams, not anymore. Say that again? Uh, Bills blew out both of those teams and won uh, four or five against the Dolphins. They're not. They beat them head to head, sure, and I, and I think that's where the MVP discussion ended for Dak. But this idea that they're not on the same level as Josh Allen, like you sound, you sound nuts. You're a Bills fan, right? Yes, sir. Right on par. Makes a lot of sense, right? <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> he's nuts. He's he's out of his mind. Oh, that was funny. That 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 was funny the way you did that. <laughs> man, he showed. He showed, He played his heart. Oh played man, his and, yo, I, if they lose this game today, you think he's gonna call us back next week? No, he's probably not. Please, Omar Highland. Please, uh, you, you're still listening because you want to hear the rest of the phone call. Call us back next week, win or loss. If you win the game, we can celebrate. We can have a little party. Josh Allen for the second time in his career in the AFC Championship game. Uh, we could do that, but if they lose. Call back again, bro. Please. Please call back. This has been a fun one. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a fun one.